Jackson Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire podcast. God dang it. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire network. This is Corey. What am I doing here? No idea. Like, uh, the thing Xbox thing threw me off. Hold on. We need to keep this right here and just keep it going right here. Guys, he, he can't even say the intro because we've been picking at him because he still has an Xbox 360. Uh, the way that he phrased it, too. I've got the new yeah, one before yeah, that. Bro, that I got shit the, I got the new. one. Yeah. <laughs> it's not new. It's not new at all. The newest one before that. That is brought new. It what brought us up was the Call, the call yeah. of Duty game. Yeah, yeah, the new Call of Duty game, which looked cool in clips and stuff. But I wasn't sure if I had because you know they were still releasing some of the newer games on the the uh, the new old console. Um, you'll be you're gonna be playing by yourself on. Uh, you're gonna lob into the lobby. It's gonna be like you and someone else like at Moosehaven. I think they have yeah. the newest. <laughs> think they have the newest Xbox also. For, well, for the record, Corey's not much of a gamer, so we're not. We, we don't need to pick. No, up. no, don't give him that, dude. He's yeah. got a switch. He's got a switch. <laughs> we, were talk, we were talking about Goldeneye. No, don't give him a pass yeah. on this. Do not give him a pass. No, absolutely not. I'm, I've been more into the like Nintendo stuff lately. I used to play a ton of Call of Duty, and I actually used to be pretty good. Uh, believe it or not, Derek, my kill death ratio was quite good. So pulling off those no scopes with the sniper rifle, you know about that. Yeah, man, you guys are. I'm again. I'm gonna show my age. I'm not gonna say anything else. Uh, you know, Call of Duty to me was, uh, man, that was the first time I played that was high school. Derek remembers real <laughs> World War Two. Yeah, he yeah. served. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's, he's got the dog tags. He's got the dog tags from it. Yeah, Call of Duty oh. Live. <laughs> All I he can had, tell you is he had to avoid dysentery on the Oregon Trail. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> you know, Call of Duty was you know that that, that was that was something that and, and it was what's even crazier is I, I was chatting with a buddy the other day. He asked me, "What's the, what's the first console you had Madden on?" I was like, "The first console that I had Madden on." He goes, "Yeah." I was like, "I don't want to say it." He goes. I got a joke. I got a running joke here with me and another friend that was coming into the tech. He started texting me. He goes, "I bet you it was a Sega Genesis or a Super Nintendo." I deleted the chat. I uh, I deleted the text messages and I stopped responding because they were right. I had them on both of them. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Again, show, shows the age, but uh, um. Well, uh, so this is the Down by the Bank podcast affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network, and uh, and it's three of us here. So Corey, <laughs> Derek, and JK three. They know All right, who so we we'll, are. They know. Who <laughs> we'll are. Get, I know, but that's like part of the thing, you know. And I, for whatever reason, I slipped a little bit there. Usually, I've had that down pretty well for quite a while, but whatever. Um. All right, so recording post uh, Jack's Colts game. Dominating performance, twenty-four nothing, awesome home crowd in Jacksonville, and so I always like to just kind of talk about game day experience first. So, um, JK three, I don't know if you want to talk about game day experience, what your thoughts were in the stadium, and um, 
what the presentation was like in the first uh, regular season home game versus what we've seen in the preseason games. I mean, again, they 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 do a great job. You know, the tailgate was was awesome. So uh, we had um, my my wife's cousin DJ Trav, uh, who who is out with the he's uh, he DJ's out at the the Ritz. So I want to give him a little shout out. So if anyone that is a Jack's Beach local, uh, you'll see him there. He kind of looks like Canelo Alvarez a little bit. Uh, I, 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 I noticed that on Sunday, I was like, man, he really does look like Canelo a little bit, but all in all, it was, uh, it was great. Um, I, I think they do a really good job again, as far as crowd engagement, um, you know, video production, everything that the Jags do, it, it was, it was awesome. Um, the flyover, I was expecting something a little bit more spectacular, but you know, I'll take it, you know, I, I'm, I guess being here in Jacksonville, very spoiled with the military presence. So, you know, usually we get a couple like F-16, some F-18s, you know, you know, some cool stuff like that. But we I was looking for a care package, uh, you know, <laughs> when, when that when when those planes came over uh, on Sunday. But all in all was good. But, Corey, I think you had the best. I mean, you got to go down to the shadow experience, something brand new this year. So I, I kind of want to know more about that. Yeah, well, first of all, congratulations to myself for being such a VIP. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, had, had to, to plug, uh, huh? Had to plug yourself <laughs> there. <laughs> first of all, the care package comment about those planes is hilarious. <laughs> That's very funny because those things were slow moving. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it was uh, it was cool. I, uh, somebody texted me that I've uh, developed a pretty good relationship with. Um, you know, just through who works for the organization that. I communicate with on LinkedIn and stuff a lot, which is funny because you guys make fun of uh, the LinkedIn stuff, which is hilarious. So uh, I think you ripped me last time for even talking about that. But guess what? It's networking. It works. So uh, they invited me to the, uh, the the shadows thing. And at first, I had no idea what that was, but they sent some more information over. And I, you know, of course, I agreed to do it because it sounded cool and unique. And what it is, is you actually go into kind of like the back hallway leading into the player's entrance tunnel. So you're in the hallway and you see the players coming from the locker room and in the in the hallway they have all the stuff set up where there's like the lights and the smoke and I guess all the stuff you see on the screen out when yeah. you're in the stadium. Yeah. Um so yeah, so we get there uh about uh 11:30 or something and they had us wait at this tent um at one of the um the ramps outside the stadium, I think outside gate 1. And uh, we had to check in, get little wristbands and stuff. And then around 1230, they brought us back. Um, you know that entrance, uh, that ramp where you can see like the, the windows to the gym and all that stuff down there? Oh, yeah, like, yeah, artificial yeah. grass. Yeah. On the other so side we went through... behind the, uh, the statue, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's where we went in. So you went into the building and it was like really quick to get to the spot. I mean, you turn one hallway uh, and, and there's like all the, the players um, – Position group rooms, you see like the linebacker room and the DB room, and you can see the screens, I guess, where they watch film and do whatever. Uh, and then there's a little partitioned area that you stand in. Unfortunately, we got down there, um, you know, pretty pretty quick compared to everybody else and, and got to the front. Uh, so Amelia, my daughter, stood against the, the guardrail, and you, you kind of sit there for about like 10, 15 minutes. The players come off the field and walk mm-hmm. by and, and, you know, wave and you cheer and all that kind of stuff. And then they come back out for the formal uh, intros. So, um, so it was pretty cool. Like they, uh, 
you know, the, it was it was definitely unique. You got to see behind the scenes as they put everything together. Um, the music that they play back there is extremely explicit, so I'll say that first and <laughs> foremost. <laughs> that doesn't uh, show up in the stadium. Uh, but uh, one of the, the highlights is uh, as everybody was walking out, I think it was Jamal Agnew actually came over and, like, gave her a fist bump and was, like, interacting with the fans, which is funny because the, the, the little flyer that you sign – uh, says that you, you're not really supposed to interact or say or reach out or anything. Right. He actually came over and made a point to do that. So that was pretty cool. Um, but one of my favorite things being in the stadium is like the video packages at the beginning. And like you said, the flyover. And I did, that was the compromise I had to make. Cause as we were walking out back, back outside to go to our seats, uh, that's when I saw the planes come over. So I saw wow. the planes like just as they came over the stadium. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. I mean, I don't really know uh, if that was just like a, a trial thing or if they've done it already. I mean, um, so somebody on Twitter had asked me like how how to do that, and um, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's tickets for that or, or what that process looks like. But uh, I think I just kind of lucked out on maybe they had space or something, and, and you know had had me in mind for an extra person to do it. But I definitely think it's something that if, if you get the opportunity to do, it's super cool, especially if you have your kids with you because I think that's yeah. that that like memorable experience larger than life type thing that they'll remember and uh so yeah it was fun i thought it was pretty cool awesome i mean i I, again man they do the jags they do a i mean a phenomenal job and again compared to other stadiums and things like that as far as the beginning um the the family atmosphere and some of the things they have there it's top notch i mean it really is it's it's top notch and you know i'm glad you were able to uh, experience that derek how was um you know, you watching the game from your, you know, your local Best Buy, aka your house. You got every technological. <laughs> <laughs> you got 4K TVs, surround sound, fully immersed. Man, it doesn't it doesn't help when you, your two year old decides that he wants to, uh, you know, drop something on you or or, or throw stuff and throw tantrums. Um, no, it, hey man. I'm just glad we won. I'm just glad we won. You know what? Convincingly win. Yeah, convincingly won. I made I made a comment about uh you know five games or whatever getting in rhythm and because it just was like okay how long do you leash do you give them was definitely wrong about that and hey oh, oh, oh well you know hey we won so I I'll be wrong and win hey it's a win win for me but how many pass attempts did he have? How yeah. many pass attempts did he have? <laughs> okay, I think that's like that's like the third time I've done this. Okay, and it's not I'm, I'm a toot my horn. Yes, I am because I, I sat there. I was like counting them too. Twenty four, twenty five. I was getting towards the end of the game. Twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight. What do you know? Right on thirty. So uh, hey, I'll take that any day of the week, man. To be, to beat them the way we did, I'll take that any day, and. I mean, there's just not too much you could really say because it wasn't just a it wasn't a phase it wasn't one 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 you know phase of the team had a good game or like all three phases we pretty much waxed them and just you know move on to 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 the next opponent um you know Pittman's out and all that and whatever man it's part of the game injuries are part of the game so we don't have injuries knock on wood like, I don't know if y'all have noticed that injury report has been, like, clear. That's rare when we don't have anybody. I'm sure there's bumps and bruises, 
but nobody's on that report. James Robinson looks good. You know, he, he, he's looking like that's not, you know, I'm sure they're watching it, but it's not affecting his play. And as long as we can keep everybody up front healthy uh, on the offensive line. And, and, and real quick, a shout-out to Jawan Taylor. Oh, man. Man. Yeah. Man. That's what I'm talking about. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, sit here and say, "Yeah, get rid of you." Another, you know, high draft pick, second round pick. You know, wasted. That's what we want to see. So wow, that's why we're fans. We don't know anything. Okay, yeah. everybody, fans, media. We don't, we don't know. We we really don't know. Maybe we'll just talk about the that. right talk, type of coach. Talk about that because I mean I, that's something I wouldn't pay attention to in in the game. You know, just because I'm not focused on most of the things that aren't, you know, related to the ball being in somebody's hands. So, you know, what, what was his game like? What, why are you pointing him out specifically? Cause he's not letting anybody near Trevor on his side. Not a soul. <laughs> Is that Nobody's both getting... games so far or just really both. good in the Colts game? Both. Yeah. That, that right side, dude, that right side has been, you know, something that's um, what a quarterback's, you know, dream is, especially with, you know, adding Sheriff. Sheriff looks amazing uh, on, on that right side. And then also with Jawan Taylor as well. And I, I think the thing that, you know, Jawan and and one of the themes from going back to training camp was creating competition at each individual position, you know. And so I, I think that, you know, that the competition that was created when you could have had, you know, Walker Little, you know, breathing down his neck, you had all these, you know, a couple of different offensive sets. But I think that, you know, that, that the in, in increased competition, the iron sharpens iron is really what, what what's what's gotten that right side of the uh, the offensive line good. And, and again, yeah, Derek, I, I agree with you. I think the over uh, over this last game, I think there was zero pressures and maybe two quarterback hits. Um, and, you know, the two quarterback hits kind of came with uh with with Trevor either like you know kind of rolling out of the pocket or you know getting ready to throw it away but no i, I think the offensive line um you know has has done their done their great their, their due diligence but again with the offensive line having its struggles and people are roasting them and you know ready to you know kill them you got to give them their credit when the credits due and they played a heck of a game on on, on sunday yeah that was uh just to control the line of scrimmage and to for them to run the ball. Now they didn't run it as effectively as they did in the Washington game, but they didn't need to. They just needed they needed to let the Colts know that the threat is there and you gotta continue to put, you know, eight in the box so that they can roll out. I you know, I thought was great was in the first quarter, like every first down they kept running it. Every first down in the first quarter they ran the ball. And then somewhere in the second quarter, they started mixing it up. By the third quarter, the Colts' defense was hooked on play action so bad that it did, like all they had to do was fake it. They, they, they just ran out a little play action. It was a little one-back set. You know, you, you call it 21 personnel, whatever. Um, and they would just roll Trevor out. A lot of those drag routes. That's when he threw it to uh, to Christian Kirk, where he could have either ran it in or decided to throw it in, and that was mm-hmm. a huge bite on the on the play yeah. because they had to respect it. That yep. was, I mean, and that was James Robinson. I think the average was uh, like two point six, two point seven yards, but he had already gashed them a couple times. Etn had already mm-hmm. gashed them a couple times, 
And again, he's still like one shoestring tackle away from breaking like a home run play or something like that. He's going to get one. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to get, get several. It's going to be like several. it's going to be like eighty or ninety yards. I guarantee yes. it. And and you know, and that's when they'll find out how fast he really is. Right. Uh, for those that have not watched, you know, that don't watch college football, uh, Travis Etienne can really open up, like almost like some world class track speed. Um, you'd have to have some fast DBs back there to get get a hold of him if he if he gets in the open field. So, but as a whole, hey, just. Proud of the team. Proud to be uh, that they're one and one. You know, everybody's really embracing the whole like leading the division because Buffalo really smacked around <coughs> Tennessee. Um, Tennessee Titans fans are really funny on on Twitter too because they just <laughs> they, they they can't accept it. It's time for a change, man. It's time for a change. And you can go ahead and throw uh, what's what's the, the the rookie quarterback they got in Tennessee. Um, Malik or something like that. What's what's Tennessee's um, backup quarterback? What's their what's his name? Malik oh, Willis. Malik Willis. Yeah, you, you go ahead and throw Malik back there if you want to. <laughs> okay, I know we're not. I know we're not playing the Titans yet. We're playing the Chargers, but I always take a chance to to throw a, a shot at them. Yeah, you go ahead and put him back there if you want to. Um, and this whole like, well, he'll run away from people. He he's not Lamar Jackson. Okay, so. Um, yeah, and that's y'all might have to do that because Tannehill's always been trash in my eyes. It's really the Derrick Henry show. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, no, that's just glad to see, glad to see a victory. Embrace it, enjoy it, move on because we got a tough one coming up, man. Very what do you tough. think about um, you know from from the defensive side of the ball? Um, you know, before we transition over to uh, L.A., uh, I mean, right now. And I think, you know, transitioning to the D, the thing that, you know, aggravates me the most, and this probably could be because I am a huge Jags fan, and they probably haven't earned the national media coverage yet or anything else like that. But, I mean, I, I, I tune in to SportsCenter on that Sunday or that Monday after, like, expecting to see, you know, a bunch of plays, and it's like 10 seconds, uh, you know, just on the Jags, you know. And, and then when you turn – I don't know if anybody watches that Inside the NFL show on um, – I think it's on Paramount Plus, but it's got they got a panel with like James Brown, um, Adam, um, Julian Edelman, Brandon Marshall, you know, Ray Lewis, all of them. And they kind of do like an NFL films kind of uh, thing where they, you know, they go through each game. And I watched the, you know, the highlights of that game in the Jags. We got like 30 seconds. But the next game after that, it was Pittsburgh and uh, it was Pittsburgh and the Patriots. And they spent the amount of time on like the pregame of the Pittsburgh and the uh, uh, New England matchup that they did on the Jags, so I don't know. It kind of it kind of upsets me. Like, I hate it, but I mean they're they're right now they're plus five in the turnover margin, um, and and they're leading the NFL you know with with turnovers and takeaways. So you know that we got to give some credit. <clears throat> excuse me, some shout outs to the defense as well for what they did on on the game on on Saturday. I mean or Sunday. I mean it was just insane. And again, I think this is one of the bigger things that we thought of about that front seven. You know, we don't want to drink the Kool-Aid too early. We didn't want to drink it in training camp too early. But, I mean, that, that front seven that they have right now and the front seven that they're putting on the field, you know, consistently is just it, – it's raw. They're, they're awesome. I mean, I love seeing the Josh Allen. I love seeing you know, Fadasaki, uh, Devon Hamilton getting some in there, Roy Robinson Harrison. And then you got the, you know, the rookie, Trayvon, who's just been playing 
lack of first rounder, you know, Devin Lloyd playing like a first rounder. Like, is it safe to say that Balky has like, is he emerged from the flames as, as, as he, as he come through, as he emerged from having like these starters yet? I know a lot of people are on that train, but I'm not. Uh, I I consider this more Doug Peterson influence than Balky. That's just my opinion. Well, I was going to ask about about, uh, Mike Caldwell and the job that he's done so far. Yeah, of course. I mean, Mike Mike Caldwell, you know, doing the job that he's done. um, You know, from Tampa, Tampa, they had an an outstanding defense. You know, and they still continue to you know have. But I would say that the reason I would I would put like. Tampa's defense now, since it's still good with Mike Caldwell, with the absence of Caldwell, would be, you know, something that would have Caldwell's influence. Caldwell's a first-year person here. Doug's a first-year person here. Trent's the longest-standing, you know, the longest-standing button pusher that they have in the front office. So, I mean, at the end of the day, he's the person that's making the call. He made the call against Trayvon when, you know, some people wanted us to trade back the pick. You know, some people wanted some different, uh, you know, some different outcomes, but he made the call for Trayvon and then also trading back to get Devin Lloyd as well in the first or in the first round. And both of your first round picks are playing and contributing. And that's what you want out of your first round picks. Right. Yeah. You got you got two guys. You got two first round picks that both have picks like actual interceptions in the last two weeks. Has he has he has he come out? Has he? I mean, I, every time we mention Trent Baalke, I need that fifty cent, that that many men. <laughs> hey, I'm not. I'm. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, basically throw him in the St. John's, but uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely still, uh, still there. It, there's nothing you could say except that you know it, it was a phenomenal job this offseason, You know, so far. When you look at it, especially on the defensive side of the ball, a phenomenal job by the entire office. Maybe they finally, you know, they, they finally actually listen to the fans. You know, who knows? They just getting tired of losing, getting tired of being the laughing stock, getting tired of. Um, what would what would make me mad would be the, the the blatant disrespect by national media not wanting to cover our team. Um, you know, basically. Instead of showing highlights, just showing the score, and they still do that now. Although we won the game, so uh, I'm glad that we have the players that hopefully will get their attention because players will get their attention, um, and hopefully our record will be able to also get their attention too. But for right now, the players will get their attention. the The defensive line, uh, you know, starts there. Phenomenal job, linebackers. Can't say you know enough with you know the 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 group that they're, they're young, but they're hungry. And, um, and then on the back end, Jenkins have his best game. I mean, that, that was, that was insane. What he, he was had his first pick. He had yeah. his first pick as a Jack. Yeah. So. so, um, yeah, just all around, but no, I'm still not gonna, uh, I, I don't jump on, I don't jump on bandwagons like every, everybody else does. The wagon, oh, the train can oh, go by. Excuse me. Yeah, Sorry. I don't jump on. I don't jump on. <laughs> so uh, y'all can go ahead and go. If I if I miss the boat, if I miss the party, I miss the party. So, well, I don't know if I told you guys. Also, I had the premium shadows experience, so I actually was able to give the team a motivational speech beforehand. So I actually take a little bit of credit on that. So Be- better than uh, the Trevor one that they that they showed a couple weeks ago. 
Oh, I didn't see that. What is that? Uh, it was. He, I I guess it was. Um, he came out kind of lackluster and was like, "All right, we're gonna play a good game. We're gonna run our routes. We're gonna do our thing. Let's play with some swag." And I don't know. Like it, it just could have been just terrible timing. But the, I guess the the quote on uh, that I saw on Twitter was like, "Someone said Trevor Lawrence couldn't motivate me to make a sandwich." And it, <laughs> it was funny. It, it was Aww. funny how low key he was, uh, you know, about it. But I'm glad that you, you know, getting down and uh, giving them a, a, a pep talk, you know, led yeah. to a led to us putting up 24 nothing. Yeah. Hey I guys, know I had Demi. I already simulated this game with Madden on my 360. I want to tell you guys <laughs> <laughs> that go out there and win. There, there's your motivational speech. Um. So, uh, yeah, Madden on Xbox 360. Um, okay, so is that? I think that's pretty much. I will say one other thing about the live experience, JK3. I think you'd agree with me on this. The fans, I thought, were pretty awesome. Like, I thought the fans. So, really I shocked. wanted to ask you this too. So, usually, you sit, you sit in the, you sit on the, on the away side, and so it felt really good from because on the home side, we don't really have a lot of opposing fans over. I mean, they're they're scattered, but it's not like that. On the away side, it's usually you know where you can see that, and it felt good to see that like pocket of fans that are usually there. I felt good not to see that many people there. I will tell you that. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a different a different experience. That's for sure. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe just I don't know. Do Colts fans not you know typically travel a whole lot? Um, I mean, I don't I don't mean to not give credit to the Jags fans for showing up, but I don't know. It definitely felt different. And by the way, one one quick note on the uh, the the soda diet coke thing that oh. I made a comment on in the last episode. It's actually free refills if you have the souvenir cup. I I found that out, so I actually wasn't stealing. So just <laughs> um, okay. So uh, let's shift gears a little bit here to the uh, Chargers game in L.A. And I know uh, J.K. Three, you love the the start time of this game. Oh yeah, four p.m. Oh, this is going to be great. 4, 4 p.m. on a Sunday um, it will allow me. So the only thing I don't like about this, I'll start with the negative, is that usually if the Jags lose, I take my 4 p.m. nap. So I usually sleep through the, the other <laughs> through the afternoon games because I'm so angry and all I can do is just go to sleep and take a nap. So now if they lose on if they lose on Sunday, I'm going to have to carry that into the Sunday night game. And then I'm going to be really angry on Monday. So I'm not going to be able to sleep at all. But on the other hand, when they win on Sunday, I can carry my excitement into the Sunday night game and really have that pressure off that my team, you know, went on ahead and did what they needed to do against a formidable opponent. Uh, the national media has no reason but to cover us. But Honestly, with it being the Jags, they will probably find a way to say why the Chargers lost against the Jaguars by not having Keenan Allen or anything else like that. It's not a score prediction yet or anything. I'm just giving you two two uh, two sides of it. But yeah, you know, four o'clock game gives me gives me time to really think about what I want to you know put on the grill. Maybe throw some wings, throw some uh, some ribs out there. I don't know. The options are there. Nice, nice, Derek. What do you think about the later start in the games? I, I really don't like it. I like being able to. To have that game, you know, early on in the day, and, and you know, see, I don't know. I don't like it because, like, I, I don't see. I can't sleep when I'm gassed up, and so if they yeah. lose or go out there and do something dumb, 
it'll be nine, ten o'clock. I'll still be stewing. Like, I can't believe, man. You know, so um, if they win, hey, you know, that'll be great, too. But um, four o'clock time, you know, it's just it's weird. You know, you're used to when, when, when you're stunk for so long and you have all your games at one and then they throw it off. Like, you know, 4 o'clock games we don't like. But if we had a Thursday night game or a Sunday night game, you know, heaven forbid we'd never get a Monday night game. Um, even if we did do well, they still don't like us. But then, you know, that's an excuse to party. So yeah. um, My mother-in-law, she thinks that the game is uh, at 1 o'clock and she asked me to come move some boxes or some stuff out, out of a storage unit. I'm not telling her that it's at 4. So I want to be able to go there at, you know, 10 do my hour, do my son-in-law duties, and then get back home. <laughs> <laughs> That's super funny, actually. Well, you just you just told her if she she doesn't down. listen. She wouldn't even know. She wouldn't even know what I mean. She wouldn't know where to find the podcast. So I, I'm I'm completely fine with that, and no one tell her either. So, uh, <laughs> um, well, what about the the football aspect of the uh, game? Because I don't. I mean, I can't say I know a whole lot about uh, L.A. And correct me if I'm wrong. Derek and I were talking about this a little bit beforehand. Are we still on that like massive losing streak over there? Um, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. So so that's not uh, good because <laughs> even the Colts game, I thought maybe there was a chance they'd win just for the sake of us beating them so many times in a row. So maybe that would fall in our favor. But uh, you know they they evidently have a pretty talented team. So is this going to be the toughest challenge we faced this year so far? Absolutely, uh, man. So when you look at them, and I'll switch to talking about their defense. So they've got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa coming off the edge. Um, that's the first thing. Okay, uh, their linebackers are young; they can tackle. They they really get after it. They got a good nose guard. Um, he definitely plugs up the middle for them. Um, I think it's uh, with Joseph Day. I think is his last name. Just. Uh, I'd have to look yeah. it up. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So, um, and then you have uh, you, you have they have decent corners. Asante Samuel Jr. You know, for his dad, you know, was a Pro Bowler in the league. So he's he, the reason why he's contributing young because he's probably been told a lot of things early on that he now sees that he doesn't have to really learn from experience. He just his dad can tell him. But the biggest thing that makes that that defense run is Derwin James. He's everywhere. He's he's ten yards back. He's up on the line. He will pick up offensive linemen, and he has knocked them off their feet before. No problem. Oh, you see, you he see picked what he did up to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he picked up Travis Kelsey last week. Corey huh. picked him up in like suplex. It was like a Goldberg type suplex almost, man. <laughs> Goldberg. Um, yeah. So. And it's not the fact, you know, a lot of guys in the NFL can hit, but he's also very smart. So the good thing that that Trevor did against the Colts and he was doing against the the, the commanders just wasn't making the throws. He was manipulating the safeties with his eyes, which is very key for a quarterback. He would look one way and go the other way. That's why we had guys running wide open because he was able to do that. He's not going to be able to do that so easily this time. That's not going to be very easy for him to do. Um, and then, you know, we just gave Juwan Taylor some praise. Cam Robinson, you know, playing excellent ball, both of them. 
They're going to have their work cut out for them on Sunday. It's going to be a big test. This isn't going to be one of those things where you got to out-scheme and out-smart. They just need to go out there and play and find yeah. a way to win. They they almost have to play a perfect game to, to get a W, um, you know, here. Because I think that, you know, sticking with the defense – or, excuse, excuse me, sticking with uh, L.A.'s defense. It is – I mean, you've got – he's Trevor's not going to have a lot of time. You know, with with Bosa and, and Khalil Mack, only just because of the sheer talent between them, um, you can double team, you can block, you know, you can chip, you know, whatever you need to do. Add another, you know, running back in the backfield. The, the time isn't going to be there, and I think within the time not being there, you've got, like you said, Asante Samuel, you've got J.C. Jackson, you've got Derwin back there as well, quarterback in the defense as well. Um, you know, they're gonna be they're, they're gonna be there. It's gonna be a very talented defense. So I think it's gonna be mistake free football. But what I've watched so far in the last two games that they've played, they can't stop the run. They they really can't. Um, I mean, Clyde, I mean, Kansas City doesn't have the best offensive line, um, even though they've been working on it. But uh, Edwards Hilaire had a decent game, um, you know, a, a couple or last week, uh, you know, against them. And and I think that right now, I think this is going to be a coming out party for uh, for ETN. I really think that because I think the way that they're going to have the way that they're going to have uh, Khalil probably, you know, uh, shadow or try to, you know, if they try to get any type of mix, mismatches with Christian Kirk, you know, Khalil Mack is going to have to be there. They're going to have to do some things to really get creative in order <clears throat> to get ETN and James Robinson rolling. But I think this is going to be a game to where Doug goes deep into the playbook and really gets ETN into some space and gets him into, you know, a couple of, of uh, creative places. I think this is also going to be a great game, too, for uh, for Agnew. So I think the quick plays, I think the quick burst, I think the runs are going to be one of the really keys to really stop this team and keep Herbert and that offense off of the field. I think converting on third downs like the Jags have been doing, um, you know, in the last couple of games are going to, you know, what's really going to eat up the clock and really continue those drives, but they cannot, you know, I don't think this is a game where they chance, you know, uh, where they try an Asante Samuel, where they try a JC Jackson, where they try, you know, Derwin. I think this game is going to really be one within that front seven. And then, you know, switching over to the defensive side of the ball for the Jags, um, you know, another very talented offense, you know, Herbert Keenan Allen. I don't know if he's going to play. They're saying that he's doubtful. But then you still have Gerald Everett, the tight end, and this team historically doesn't play against tight ends very well. Um, you know, they've got Austin Eckler, who is a beast out of the backfield as well. So, again, staying with the same theme with the front seven, I think it's going to be front seven football on both sides of the ball. Our front seven is going to really have to match up really well, um, you know, and really not lose Gerald Everett in coverage, not lose Austin Eckler out there and get him running because he's a fast, shifty back as well. And I think that, you know, if we, uh, you know, Mike Williams, uh, he's had a great game last week also. So definitely no lazy play from, you know, Shaquem Griffin or, or excuse me, from uh, from Griffin. Um, so I think it's just going to be one of those things where the front seven is going to be, you know, we're really going to have to see if this defense is is what it, what it's made of often and early. And you got to hit you got to hit those tender ribs of Herbert as, as mm-hmm. crappy as that sounds. You got it. You, you got to go for him. You got you got to hit him. Torn rib cartilage, man. It's a it, it's a thing. They're they're gonna have him all vested up. Um, he's gonna have more pads on and around him. He'll probably have on a darn jacket uh, underneath the pads. Uh, but the, we we definitely have the tools 
to be on the field with them. We definitely have the tools to beat them. It's just a matter of going out and executing and making one more play. Because uh, they're going to – like, it's very rare when the, the Chargers, since Justin Herbert's gotten there, it's very rare where they just get completely shut down What like, like we just did to the Colts. That's rare. If we went out there and did that, oh, man. Then they, then the national media definitely would need to start changing their tune and be like, "Look, they, there's something there," um, but they're just going to be tough. I mean, Herbert. So last week, Herbert got he he got crunched, um, you know, hurt his ribs, and literally, like five plays later, he threw like a fifty yard bomb down the field, and you can yeah. see when he threw it. His other, his right arm's following through, and the left arm was holding his ribs. And so, it's like, what person does that? You know, who 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 does that? This guy does allegedly. Yeah. So, um, they're they're going to be a tough out, but I think we're up to the task. We got a good coach, man. Um, Doug Peterson, <coughs> you know, he called a great game last week, and I think he's going to do the same thing. Um, he, he's technically called two good games in a row. It's just a matter of, you know, Trevor making sure he can hit the guy, you know, get the, or hit guys that are open, and then using all the weapons like he did last time. I'm nervous about this game, but it's a, it's a good nervous. Like I, I really don't, and I probably shouldn't say it, but I really don't see Jacksonville getting blown out here. I, I don't. I see them being competitive, and you know because of, you know, the personnel that um <clears throat> that we can put on the field. I feel like we're athletic, you know, within the linebackers. I feel like we're athletic up front. We've got really good depth with that front seven as well to continue to, you know, bring waves uh and the defensive line has been playing out, you know, outstanding, you know, the last two weeks. So I don't think that is going to be a factor, you know, to to why we lose or if we were to lose, I don't think the defensive line uh, you know, would be an issue. I, I think that it would be, you know, uh, a lack of execution, uh, a lack of execution on defense, you know, with some of the calls, you know, that that were made, I think, and they cleaned up some of that communication this game. Um, I think it would possibly be uh, a lack of execution on the offensive side of the ball. Again, Trevor not being able to miss those plays. In order for Jacksonville to win this game, they have got to get creative. They have got to get deep in the playbook. And I think also, you know, they've got to really – just play mistake-free football. Mistake-free oh, football is what's going to win you this game. No turnovers. <clears throat> no turnovers. Now, the, the, be- the beauty of it, too, is I keep wanting to call him San Diego. Man, that's still in me. Um, the Chargers do not run the ball all that well. Eckler's a good back, but just the way their offense is shaped, he's almost kind of like a 10 to 15 carry with, you know, three to five passes type deal, like, you know, all-purpose back. And that's just kind of how they're built. So not to say that he couldn't gash us, because he definitely could, but they're not going to take – they don't have a 230-pound battering ram that they can just keep running at us. Now, we we shut down the Russian champion and and Jonathan Taylor last week. So I'm hoping that, you know, some of that will – you know, a little bit different animal here, but – Making them one-dimensional is it would be a really good thing to to see to really put Herbert's ribs to the test. You want you want you mean making them one you mean making them one-dimensional in the passing game in the passing game. Yes, yeah. 
keep you getting him dropping back 35, 40 times because that many times there, there's somebody's going to hit him. Yeah, and I'm saying I'm talking clean hits here, not 30 hits, but he, he's going to get hit, and it's just a matter. Let's see what happens, uh, how that affects the rest of his game. And how it affects him, you know, even in the beginning of the game with all that extra protection he's going to have on. Uh, apparently he was, you know, skipping around or whatever in practice, which I'm like, okay, yeah, of course that's what they're going to say. you know. But we, everybody saw that game. You could clearly tell he could barely breathe and he went back out there. So, you know, they're going to shoot him up with the cortisone or whatever and he's going to go out there and uh, let's see if we can – Trayvon Walker can give him a nice, uh, you know, hello from from Duval, and, yeah. uh, and, and pile drive him one time. Well, let's uh, shift gears to uh, predictions. And JK three, you had a very optimistic uh, lead in on this, and that uh, that we uh, shouldn't get blown out, which is very uh, <laughs> positive. Uh, if you had to predict a win, loss, and a score, what would it be? And this is like legit. For both of you, gun to your head, you have to make the decision. Why is it gotta be a on, gun? Uh, whatever, your family's gonna get kidnapped. You know, like oh, nothing okay. biased. Even better. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, so it's very, uh, very important that you select uh, what you legitimately think is gonna happen. Um, man, my heart is telling me that the the, the Jags are gonna win. And you know, I, I can't, I can't go against my heart, man. I, I think, I really think they're going to win. I, I know I'm a, a ridiculous, you know, Jags fan or anything, but I, I mean, then, but now thinking also like realistically looking at it on paper, are they going to be able to execute? Um, I'm just gonna, I, I, I'm gonna go against them this week. I, I really am. I, I hate it. Please don't bash me. On Twitter, but um, I think they, I think they, uh, I think they fall twenty one twenty eight. Hmm. Okay, so twenty one twenty eight loss. Be sure to bash JK three on Twitter if they follow. win. Oh my god, it, my, my mentions are going to be insane. <laughs> um, Derek, what about you? Like everything's on the line: family, career. Oh, you gotta, you're not putting you a gun gotta, to his. You're not, you're not putting a gun to his head. <laughs> His family didn't get kidnapped by 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 gorillas and you know or anything like that. Come oh, on, man! <laughs> by gorillas, <laughs> I don't think I added that. Um, no, uh, yeah, fine. Gun to your head, whatever. Uh, <laughs> what would what would be your your prediction on this? So we got 28-21 loss uh, on JK 3s side. Hold on here. Let's. Uh... No, you can't. Now, quit looking at stats. Quit looking at. I'm not, I'm not looking at stats. I'm not looking at stats. No stats. Family's here. not actually on the line. Yeah, just literally, his family. <laughs> I mean, if the guns to the head, you're. Hey, hold on, really quick. Let me check some analytics. Let me check. <laughs> Let me check what I'm, IBM Watson has to say about the game <laughs> on Sunday. No stats here. I am going to. IBM Watson. We gonna go. 27-24. So I'm even going to go over the over the over under. Um 27-24 Jacksonville. Oh, a true fan. 27-24. <laughs> nice. Now and that's that's a big that's a big ask because they they have Vegas has a a, a line of a, a 
seven-point favorite for the Chargers. So, um, so you could gamble and make some money. Uh, I don't do that no more. We need to. We need. I mean, this is the, okay. So this is the third we've we've done this. And before we get to your your uh, prediction, Corey, I mean, I, I think we should have a new segment. You know, down down by the sports book. You know, head some bets. Sports get a, get a get a couple get a couple parlays out there right there. You know, down by the bookie. Mm. No, man, I, I I'm not. No, nope, nope. Can't <laughs> can't do it. Can't do it because you can look you can look like Nostradamus one week and you can look like a fool the next week. <laughs> uh, All this is kind of random. Yeah, I but, feel like it's like one of those things where you get like this exciting home win where you kill somebody and then immediately gets followed up by a disappointing loss on the road. That's just that's just how I feel like this always goes. Um, so if I had to pick a score, I'd say twenty seven ten L A. Oh, that feels disappointing enough you know what i mean but well, you but you did send but derek derek sent that 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 tweet today from at nfl research and it just to even really you know play on your heartstrings a little bit more it says trevor lawrence is zero and nine on the road he will try to get his first road win sunday against the chargers the only qb to lose his first nine road starts and win his 10th peyton manning who beat the chargers in week three oh. Of his second season. God, I got to go back on that, man. That's, yeah, that seems nope, like you already, uh, you, destiny. Nope, you already said it. Sorry, man. That does seem so, like destiny, though. Man, if that if we win, that, I don't know. I, Trevor Lawrence equals Peyton Manning. <laughs> it's, it's, the, uh, it's the thought process going forward. Um, that's wild. I didn't even see that second part about the Chargers. I saw when he sent that, but I only saw the, the, the road wins thing. Anything's possible. Anything Sound like possible. Kevin Garnett. No, no. Anything is possible. No, don't sound <laughs> like KG. They they definitely have the, the there's there's definitely the opportunity to do it, um, and definitely playing on on a on a high. I think they like I said they just need to go out and just just play ball, just go, just don't don't overthink it, don't just go out there and play and just leave it all out there, and if it happens, it happens. It's not to say that the, you know they, they can definitely beat the Chargers. It's just a matter of just making more plays. It's going to be one of those games, in my opinion, where the last team, the, the team with the ball last, has to make the play. They'll be in the, the position to win the game. Um, if they get blown out, you know, the Vegas, you know, seven, that's pretty big. Uh, so, they're, you know, they're thinking we'll go out there and lay a goose egg or something. Um, then, you know, they, like, you know, just slap back to reality, you know. Um, but I think I think we're going to be fine. I think we'll be. I think we'll do well. And if we win, we win. Great. But if we don't, hopefully they'll at least be well coached and they have some fight in them to where we, we don't. You know, years past we've gone out there and we haven't been well coached and we've got blasted. So that's what I'm counting on. It's it's good coaching. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's cool. We'll. Uh... Look forward to the game on Sunday, and uh, I, I think I have confirmed I have Xbox One as well. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> so, don't go back to so Believe me. What color is it? What color is it? I'll take a picture when I go out. Of <laughs> because I thought there, because there's one that's newer than that, isn't there? Like the yeah, there's, um, there's one newer than the Xbox One. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have the 360. Come on, um, I'd look up the pictures so. But if the new game comes out on Xbox One, I'm definitely going to get it. So 
definitely uh, get ready to get torn up as I make my Call of Duty comeback. All right, good stuff. So uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that trash talk sounded so late. Dude, what if you like? What if you logged in and like you you logged into your gamer tag and they're like, he's back. The, <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. The ghost. The, the, the ghost of St. John's County is back. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Cool. It used to be a big thing years ago where guys would do uh, live, like not live streams, but recordings of them playing and with commentary and stuff. But I think live streams on like Twitch and and all that's kind of taken that place. But uh, man, that's crazy how people make careers out of just playing video games on the internet, uh, being live streamed. That seems pretty awesome. I don't know if I could do that actually. I couldn't play think? a video game for 40 hours a week. No. Yeah, no, that's not my... No, I couldn't do it either. Mm. Couldn't do it either. But All right. Well, hopefully our sponsors, uh, not Twitch or anything like that for this episode. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, appreciate everybody for listening. Uh, again, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. I think all of them at this point have rating and review systems. So whichever one you listen on, please leave us a rating and review. Particularly Five star. with... Five-star five rating and review. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, leave a five-star rating and review. If it's anything else, just click out of it. Don't don't bother. Um, <laughs> uh, but we do like text, too. The reviews where you guys actually type stuff in there and write messages are, are pretty fun. Um, except the ones where there's trash talking, which has now enabled somebody to want to do that, probably, by me saying that. But we're also on Twitter uh, and uh, at Down by the Bank, and you can see all of our individual Twitter handles on there as well. And once again, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. So thank you again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.